hello. Uh, welcome to the Autism 360 podcast, The 360 Method, a weekly podcast where we talk about everything autism 360. Each week, I'll be catching you up with what's going on in the program, chatting with team members and talking about all things mindset, as well as exploring relevant ideas that autism parents think about. Today, I am so delighted to be uh, joined once again by our mindset extraordinaire coach, Renee Tate. Hi, Renee. Hello, Ella. Thank you for having me back. And um, hello to all our beautiful parents and carers out there. It's great to be here again. Yay. Thank you so much for coming back to chat. Um, I'm your host, Ella Bailey. I'm an Autism 360 veteran coach and explorer of all things parenting support. So welcome to you, our lovely listeners. We care about you, your thoughts, your experiences, and whether you're a program member or not, we would love to hear from you. So please drop us a line at hello at autism360.com. We would love your feedback. We've got some great questions at the end of this podcast um, from parents who have already written in. So please feel free to, um, you know, join the the group of of people sending in questions. Um, You can send us an email to hello at autism360.com. Before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal and Wangal people of the Eora Nation on whose land I live and work and from where this podcast is being broadcast today. And also uh, just to disclaim that this podcast does not substitute for medical advice. If you're concerned about yourself or a loved one, please do get in contact with a healthcare professional. Today, Renee, we're talking about your genius zone. I'm super excited (laughs) to give our parents some hot tips on Drum roll, please. Burnout. Today we're talking about our top three ways to tell if you have burnout and what to do about it. Absolutely. And as you were just having a chat beforehand about, we're, I think we're all at that time of the year where everyone's just a bit like, oh, you know, it's um, we're ready for a new burst of energy. Uh, I think everyone gets to those points that you're, um, at different times, uh, depending on, you know, where you're at in your family and things like that as well, where sometimes we just feel like we're running on empty and um, really important to be able to acknowledge when you're getting to that point before something does give, whether it's your health or your mental health. um, Because I think as parents, we really push ourselves so much and um, we give and we give and we give and really, which is wonderful. You know, there's so much, uh, it's so amazing what parents are capable of, that strength and that resilience. I I was talking to a mother yesterday and the things she's been through, I, mm. it was incredible. And she said, I, I don't care. I just want to be, do everything I can for my daughter. She's on her own. She's been through a lot of trauma and it was like, wow, you know, that, that strength that we have is absolutely incredible. But I think sometimes we just have those times where we're like, I just feel like I'm, I've hit the wall, I'm on empty, and yep. it's really important to be able to look at, well, okay, if your car was running on empty and didn't refuel, how long can it go for? It's obviously going to start to conk out. There's going to start to be some some damage perhaps, you know, long-term. Mm, totally. On empty. Um, so we need to look at that and go, okay, what do I need to do for myself to refuel and um, really start to look after myself because you as the parent are such an integral part of your family and you have to 
look at this as a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, so you have to be able to look at how do I look after myself so I can keep going and being at my best long term. Uh, so I think they're the things that we, you know, going to share today, obviously, um, some tips on how you can do that if you are feeling a bit burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, there's, there's uh, a lot of different ways that you can recognize burnout in yourself or in others. Um, and I, I guess the overall um, uh, the overall picture is that this person no longer gets the joy or satisfaction from things that would typically bring them joy or satisfaction. And I guess specifically about parenting is when you start to feel really emotionally disconnected from what's going on with your family, you know, and uh, that's not typical for especially parents who listen to a podcast like this. They're typically engaged. They're typically um, proactive in their parenting or they're at least, you know, present and trying to be intentional. So when a parent like that starts to feel, you know, despondent when they're starting to feel like they don't feel joy when they typically would, that's when the kind of little burnout flags go up. Do you have any, um, you know, top three tips about when you can recognize burnout in yourself, Monique? Yeah, look, I think, um, and it was a really good example this morning. I made my daughter a, a strawberry a smoothie for breakfast, and she literally lost the plot. She was like, "I oh. didn't want a smoothie," and um, I just was like, "Whoa, she's in doing her HSC," and I think she's obviously feeling the stress. And um, this is what can happen when we're a bit at burnout. We might just start reacting to things or becoming a bit resentful towards our family and things like that. So, really, as you said, Ella, important to recognize it that if I'm feeling like that perhaps I'm just at that point where I need to look at all right what do I need to do for myself so um, my tips around that is um, look at you know parents often have this little story that I have to just keep giving and look after everyone else and not necessarily taking that time out to prioritize themselves so um, really look at okay what do I need to do for myself to to fill myself up again, to feel like I'm feeling good again in myself, starting to enjoy life, enjoying my family again, feel like I can keep going and being at my best. And, you know, things like looking at a bit of self-care, maybe you just need to say, look, I need to have a sleep in on the weekend. I just want to have a bit of time out to have a sleep in, go and get a coffee, um, go and sit in the sun, just do something for myself where I feel like, okay, I've reset, recharged my batteries. Um, Sometimes it can just be a little thing that you need to do to be able to, to do that again for yourself. It may not be, I need a holiday. Yes, that would be great. But maybe it's just I need, you know, to just take a bit of time out. Um, so self-care is really important. And looking at your, you have to prioritize yourself in that way. Um, don't think it's a bad thing because being able to do that actually allows you to continue to be your best as a parent um, and as a partner as well. I think that's important. Often parents don't prioritize themselves or their relationship and um, they, they just give to their children, which is wonderful. But I often have parents on the program who are like, I don't even really have quality time, not only for myself, but for my partner. Um, and that's something I think sometimes we need to prioritize as well um, within that. Okay, so my first tip is 
self-care, treat yourself, take some time out, maybe find ways to do some nice things for yourself throughout the day. You may not go, well, I don't have a lot of extra time, but maybe I can put some nice music on in the car while I'm going to pick up the kids. Something that uplifts me, makes me feel good again. Maybe I can put some nice music on while I'm doing some housework or a podcast, or can I get up a little bit earlier and go and have a walk in the morning before things start to get a bit hectic. Uh, so looking at those ways that you can just find a little bit of time, maybe a meditation at night when you're going to bed at night, um, look at ways you can incorporate that into your day as well. I had a parent the other day who went, oh, I thought I had to find all this extra time. Then it was like a light bulb. Oh, I can do these things while I'm doing throughout my day and she started doing those things and feeling much better as a result of that so um, don't feel like I've got to find extra time and I don't have it look at you know maybe it's just five minutes here and there um, or some things you can do throughout the day to recharge your batteries as well um, the other thing I would say is maybe you're spreading your energy a bit too thin okay at the moment and you need to really reprioritize your big rocks okay those things that are most important for you um, and your family maybe it's looking at where am I putting my time I need to just be really focused and strategic right now because my family does need a lot of my time and I have to have time for me my work my partner so there might be some things that you're doing that is actually spreading your energy into other directions that is not actually your priority right now. So you have to be really careful with your time and your energy. Um, so have a look at that. Social media, I often talk about that because I know a lot of parents, we all get a bit sucked into that trap. And I think it can be a real, you know, time waster. Yes, we zone out for a while, but maybe those things aren't really helping you longer term to get you know, those things done that you need to and um, and it's not quality time that you're really recharging often. So, um, so yeah, focus on your big rocks. What are they? Prioritise them. Become very clear about that because you'll be a lot more effective and you'll have more time and more energy for those things that really matter. Um, and once you've recharged and reset yourself, um, my, my last tip really is to set some goals for yourself. Uh, when you have goals, I, I see this all the time with parents on the program. They come in and they're chatting and they feel overwhelmed. They feel a bit burnt out. At the end of the session, we set some goals for them while they're on the program just for themselves. And it's like the light goes back on. All of a sudden, they're like, I feel better. I feel hopeful. I feel positive. Um, they're energized again because they've got something really clear to focus on. And it just gives them that new lease on life towards something that is meaningful for them. So maybe once you've had that time to recharge your batteries, um, take a bit of time for yourself, look at, okay, what are my priorities? What are my big rocks? And now I'm going to set some goals for myself. Um, whatever those priority things are, you will feel very motivated again. And um, I think that's really the best way to overcome burnout is to go, I've, I'm inspired. I've got something exciting that I'm working towards, um, which makes a huge difference. And I think when we're on purpose, when we've got a goal, that's when we're always at our best. If you think about it, it's like we, we feel like all that work I'm doing, it's heading in a direction, it's achieving something uh, rather than feeling a bit like Groundhog Day. So um, yeah, have you got some clear goals? If not, go and, go and set those as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that um, we were just chatting about previously was that um, research in behavioral psychology shows that when um, we when we sit down and we make goals for the future, when we set ourselves some targets, when we make a plan, we get a big hit of dopamine. You know, we get those really um, excited, happy chemicals that make us feel great, even if we actually haven't we, we haven't done anything yet but our body is prepping us to feel excited about moving towards a goal, about achieving something new. Um, And that's enough to just, you know, give us a little bit of something, something. Um, And I think that that's probably what you're seeing with your, you know, your clients who are coming on with you and, and they feel something new, some new energy, some new motivation. Um, And that's all we want. That is really what we want, isn't it? That's right. Sometimes that's what we need just to get through that you know to that next part and um and then I always say okay well what actions are you going to take towards them because that's obviously going to help you achieve those goals but absolutely just um having those is is a great start absolutely I have um you know I gave this topic a little bit of thought and I I I've split up my um, my strategies between sort of short short term immediate strategies and more longer term strategies and I think one of the most important things that I've learned about combating um, burnout with the families on the program and um, I guess specifically with primary caregivers who are often mums um, is be really careful about who you are listening to in terms of creating your life. Who are you letting influence your decisions about what you include and what you exclude from your life? Um, similar to what you said, Renee, pro- priorities are formed by something, you know, priorities are informed by a combination of, you know, our own choices, but they're also informed by media. They're also informed by influential people in our lives and also by the way we were raised. So there's a whole bunch of different um, factors that go into it, but who are you allowing to influence what your priorities are? And have you made that an intentional choice? Are you making the people that influence you um, positive? Do they understand your family? Do they understand what your priorities need to be? What makes you happy and fulfilled? Or are you just kind of letting anybody or anyone or any media source inform what you, what your life should be looking like? So my first tip for burnout is stop listening to randoms be intentional about who you're letting into your space. It's my first tip for creating something, a life that is sustainable for you and for your family. My second tip is uh, more long-term, and that is put in systems in your life that are moving you and your family from reactive to proactive. If there are things in your life that you know are consistently an issue, Create the space to put in systems that um, solve those problems before they occur rather than waiting for them to occur and then scrambling to find something that's going to solve that problem. Now, that in itself takes a little bit of brain space. And I, you know, I kind of acknowledge that in in this uh, suggestion. But over time, when you create more efficient systems that counteract those issues before they occur the energy that they use decreases and you're able to put that a little bit more on the cognitive back burner and that frees up more mental space more cognitive capacity for things that you actually care about you know when we don't have to be constantly trying to think on the fly about what's for dinner 
tonight when that's already been planned or it's already been made or it's already in the slow cooker, you then get to spend the time and energy to be, you know, for example, present with your daughter to debrief about a hard day, you know, about her, about the smoothie incident. You know, <laughs> what was that about, my love? You know, and and again, it's, it's that intentionality. When I've already put something proactive in place, I no longer then have to be like, I can't talk to you about the smoothie incident because I have to figure out what dinner is about. And that's how we, um, you know, systematize to reduce the likelihood of burnout. So my last thought is um, kind of links back to the first one. And it is question everything to see if it fits for what your family actually wants. You know, there, as I said before, there's a lot of influences around us that really inform the way that we construct our lives either consciously or unconsciously. So let's move that from the unconscious to the conscious to decide what works for us. And there's an example that I wanted uh, to give of Annette and her family. So Annette is a, is a long-term client of mine on the program and she's just absolutely flourished. I love um, the work that, that she has done for herself and for her family. And, you know, they started out, they were living in the middle of a big Australian city, um, not much space, no garden, um, you know, lots of noise, that kind of thing. Their kiddo was in a mainstream school, really struggling, um, not um, learning uh, to their best potential, etc. And, uh, you know, there and, and, and Annette's relationship was really struggling, just like you mentioned before, Renee, that that can take a real toll on people. And through the process of being intentional, being proactive rather than reactive, being um, uh, and starting to be um, really gatekeep the ideas that were coming into her head and, and informing her um, the decisions that she made for her and her family. And Ned came to realise that what actually would work better for her family um, was to be in a more quiet place to be able to bring their kiddo home, to homeschool their kiddo, to um, teach him in a way that actually um, supported his learning, um, to rearrange some elements of her relationship to a way that actually felt good for her and her partner, um, and also to meet some, some of her own sensory needs that she recognised were part of the issue um, when it came to um, the dynamics of their family. So Annette um, and her family moved to a beautiful country property. They've got space. They've got quiet. They've got stillness. They've moved um, to a place where they can homeschool their child and he's able to feel safe when he's learning. He's, you know, able to meet his milestones. Um, and Annette has also started to use some sensory strategies for herself around her auditory um, processing to help her um, with um, things that weren't serving her. And, you know, that life might look unconventional to some people. Um, Annette uh, and her partner have started sleeping in separate bedrooms because that works for them. You know, there's so many strong cultural narratives about what's wrong and what's right and how relationships should look, how families should look, that don't take into consideration um, the nuances of the way that families work and meaning is created by us, not to be esoteric about it, but meaning is created by us. Those things don't have to mean anything if we choose for it to be different. And I think um, working with, you know, a coach at Autism 360, working with Renee, for a lot of people is a catalyst to really start examining 
their lives really start um, doing things more intentionally. Um, and I think that that's why a lot of the um, changes that come from the program aren't just, you know, toilet training your child. They're not just as simple as teaching a child to communicate. They're so much, they're so much more profound than that. Absolutely. And I think that with the mindset coaching sessions, it's so lovely for parents to just have some time out for themselves to have a chat to someone who it's like, oh, is this actually for me? Is this about me? Because they're so used to everything being about their child. It's just lovely for them to have that opportunity to go, well, actually, it's nice for someone to just listen and validate me and um, you know, have that conversation about anything they might like some extra help and support with. So we really see the parents absolutely flourish, as you said, Ella, as well on the program. And they change. They actually change. Um, for the better as parents because of that as well which is lovely so not only are their children changing often the parents are uh, you know transforming in different ways as well I've seen some absolutely incredible changes and the, the, the calmer and happier the parents are that it, everyone benefits from that in the whole family our children are so sensitive to our you know our energy as well so it's definitely has a, a that lovely flow on effect yeah, doesn't it just? I uh, I have an interesting um, parent question for you today, Renee. I think you're going to like this one. So this one's um, Ishan from Wollondaly asks, um, I have a very different mindset about parenting from my own parents. I feel really happy with where my family are at and the progress that we've seen, but my parents totally don't see the progress. What do I do? Good yeah, question. Yeah. That's an interesting one and one that I find a lot with, um, with different cultures, particularly sometimes there's some very strong views on, on how the parents should be. Sometimes people in the family don't understand the challenges that you might be going through because they haven't done that journey with a child that may you know be on the on the spectrum have some different needs and challenges and everyone has an opinion um they are, are, are you know usually coming from a good place but i think it can really start to confuse you at times to go am i doing the right thing we're already often hard enough on ourselves questioning am i doing enough am i doing it right so one of the things i find is, is important is just to listen to your own intuition as a parent as well um, get all the the help and support that you can obviously for your child but at the end of the day as a parent you you have an intuition and an internal guidance system um, that if you listen to that I think you really often do know what's best um, for your family and your child so take on board all the help and advice but check in with that as well because I've had, you know, times myself where I've gone, we just need to have a little break right now or, um, you know, then we'll, we'll pick up this again or that again. But I think you have to listen to that and, and you know what's right for you and your family. So be open to other people's ideas and suggestion. But at the end of the day, come back to what you feel is right. And if you do that and listen to that, I think that is the best um, the best guidance that you can have because you can't please everyone. Everyone's going to have different opinions and it's harder when it's family because obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of programming and things like that that come from that. Um, but I think, yeah, you, you have to just trust that your own judgment at times and listen to that because I know myself when I've done that with my children it has um, paid off every time um, 
so that that's my that's my advice around that yeah amazing amazing I love that and before we wrap up any action points for um, our listeners for this week Renee well, as I always say, um, you know, what's the biggest thing you're taking from today's session and what are you going to action from that? Because uh, it's great to get the knowledge and awareness and, um, you know, when we know better, we, we do better. But uh, absolutely putting some things into action today will really help you get that momentum as well. So uh, maybe it's just I'm going to take some time on the weekend to have a sleep in or I'm going to run myself a bath. Maybe it's I'm going to schedule a date night with my with my partner, even if it's at home, but we're going to have something nice to look forward to. Uh, maybe it's I need to reprioritize and set myself some new goals um, just have a think about at least one thing that you're going to do from from today um, Ella's comments about putting systems in place those things and you know all those things make a big a huge difference to our overall long-term results as well so yeah I just really encourage you to look at what can you action from that and and get that happening because you'll you'll see the results yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess there was a final thing that um, I just thought of, which I think will help with the systemization um, and the systematization of things. Um, there's a really good uh, webinar on the Autism 360 um website that's free for everybody you can download it even if you're not um a program member and it's on block scheduling block scheduling is something that's you know been around um for a while but there's a specific um webinar on how kind of parents of autistic children can use block scheduling to set their families up for success um and i really think you know that would be my action point for this week if you um go to the website have a look at that webinar you'll be able to find some really helpful kind of pragmatic tools on how you can restructure your thinking about your days um and make it work for you uh, in a more efficient way so that's Absolutely. my um that's my hot tip well great tip ella so good and um Routine, we all thrive on having that structure and routine, absolutely. So don't we just, don't yeah. we just. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. You know I love having a good old yarn about these topics with you, Renee. No, thank you, Ella. Thank you um, to everyone listening and um, we look forward to hearing your comments and feedback and if you've got any questions or topics you would like us to cover, please let us know. Um, yeah, great to be here. Thank you so much to our lovely listeners. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next week with another interesting topic about things that autism parents think about. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, and until then, Think 360.